The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to another quick hitter from the Pride of Detroit PODcast. I'm Chris Perfett, the adequate host at Chris Perfett on Twitter. Joining me, Jeremy Reisman, the fearless leader at Detroit Online. Back again here. Uh, This isn't going to be draft-related we have a big Monday POD cast coming out about that's going to include some of the day three stuff, including Col- uh, uh, um, uh, Colby Sorsdell. I think I said his name right from William and Mary, who was the fifth round pick and whoever the seventh round pick is. We're kind of recording between rounds right now. John Whitaker is also with us at Whitaker, W-H-I-T-I-C-A-R. The reason we are recording this at it's right now is because we want this out in the on the feed real quick, because one of the things that happened before the Soresdale pick, is that the Detroit Lions traded away DeAndre Swift, their running back, to the Philadelphia Eagles, which in a move I believe now represents a addiction of the Philadelphia Eagles to Georgia Bulldogs, uh, one that they probably need to go to rehab for, if we're being honest. Let me read you the terms of the trade before we get into it and why this trade happens, Jameer Gibbs, but... Uh, the Eagles received DeAndre Swift in the 2023 seventh round pick 249 where the, where the Lions were originally at. The Lions are moving up in 2023 in the seventh round to 219, moving up 30 spots. And then the more the more the, the, the impressive part of the trade is a 2025 fourth round pick. That is two drafts from now. Uh, I know there is the the contingency that the Eagles could get a compensatory pick if Swift ends up walking in free agency, but uh, that doesn't that doesn't affect what the Lions got at all. So that's the haul, Jeremy, that the that the Detroit Lions got for DeAndre Swift. What are your immediate thoughts to start us? Um, I mean, obviously, the trade itself was not a surprise at all. As soon as they selected Jameer Gibbs, it was pretty much on the table. And then once we heard Brad Holmes at the end of night one where he was like yeah he's still on our roster um we're like oh so i have to pre-write this now and in fact i did pre-write it and in fact got it out uh seconds after the news broke because all i had to do was input philadelphia eagles and the article was done um so that wasn't a surprise at all it is kind of nice to see him go to his hometown i'm sure that's that played well for him um i don't um, that that's another thing I want to get into in a minute here, but, um, the trade terms are, are, yeah, that's, what's interesting. You, you jump up a little bit, you jump up basically the entire first round, go from the bottom to the top, the seventh round, I should say, I'm sorry. And, and then you get that future fourth round pick, which, I mean, once the, the rumors, the, 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 the smoke was clearing, I, you know, I thought they were going to get like a sixth 
maybe maybe even like a conditional sixth like this is this is a good return for the lions it's this is a guy that clearly wasn't part of their future plans. This was a guy that was probably going to walk in free agency. And unlike Adam Schefter, I don't assume that once a player walks in free agency uh, that you're going to get a compensatory pick for him because I don't think anyone's going to spend a ton of big money on on an injury-prone uh, guy like DeAndre Swift. And you also have to not spend any uh, free agent capital if you're going to get a compensatory pick. So, um, you know, it, it, it's a good return for the Lions. It's, it's an unfortunate end to the to Swift's career. And unfortunately that's kind of been a kind of common theme with, with a lot of these draft picks from the previous regime. You know, they, they trade Jeff Okuda, they trade DeAndre Swift, they trade TJ Hawkinson, they trade Matthew Stafford um, moving on from a bunch of these guys and, and not getting outside of Stafford at all, what you originally paid for them. But that's, that's the lines turning the page. That's the lines trying to salvage what they can out of guys that weren't going to get second contracts here. And I can't blame them for that. And so, Overall, it again, sad to see that era come to an end, but it had already come to an end once Jameer Gibbs was a pick and Lions did well to to really benefit from that way and and, and get a good enough return where I think Lions fans should feel fine about it. I'm in a similar boat, and I think probably the best word to describe this is just disappointment, really. I mean, this has been a long line of the Detroit Lions drafting running backs early, and we've seen the flashes. It's like, wow, this can be a top-tier running back. And unfortunately, just injuries and other issues pop up and it doesn't materialize. And then we end up shipping them off for less than what we use to acquire them. And it's it's sad that Swift is the latest in in this batch of running backs because um, we saw those like exciting plays. Um, the touchdown that he had this last year where he fell down midway through the uh, play, got back up, scampered and got into the end zone. Like those are the things that's like, wow, this is a talented player. And unfortunately, injuries took their toll and injuries also take a toll mentally because I think when you have these nagging injuries, I think like shoulder and knee and stuff, you're probably a bit more hesitant to be a bit physical or take these hits. And I think for Swift um, down the road, especially last year, um, decision making was a problem where he wasn't following his blockers properly. And maybe it's him kind of questioning himself. And one thing I loved about us being on Hard Knocks this past year is we got an insight from Deuce Staley into that running back room. And it was like, Swift, I know you can be this dog. You can be one of the top five running backs in the league, but you got to trust the what we put in front of you and you got to trust yourself. And unfortunately, we didn't really see that. Yeah, and Deuce ends up going to Carolina as well, which probably loses one of the guys who was really fighting to get him to in, improve and get him onto the field. So I don't know, you know, you lose a you, you lose your proponent like that in a place in, in Detroit, like I, it's, 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 it's tough. It, it's very tough. One thing I will say about the trade, about the trade value is that this, uh, this is absolutely going to probably watching how Brad Holmes does this. This could, that, that fourth round pick, depending on where it is, could easily probably be used to trade up into a top 100 again. So it's, it is fascinating to watch that deal come back. Now it's a couple of years down the line. We'll have to revisit it there when that happens what i will say on deandre swift is it kind of feels rough i the as you said jeremy we've gone through a long line of this carry on johnson amir abdullah guys who we thought had a lot of talents and swift really really i thought delivered some of it in the burst one of the things that's really fascinating is there seems to be a lot of disconnect about what he has been able to do in detroit 
I'm not going to say that there's no fresh ground for him in Philadelphia. He's going back home. He's going to a squad that uses very heavy running back by committee. He'll be part of a rotation that could very well give him the fresh start he really needs, especially with a contract coming up. But at and the he, same, he also goes from one good offensive line to the best offensive to line. one of the yes, yes. <laughs> but the, I, I feel like there is kind of a disconnect. Um, not going to read this from one of the I'm not going to read who exactly put this out. But some people are saying that uh, there's not a lot of difference between what the Lions have now and David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs and Jamal Williams slash DeAndre Swift, which is ludicrous. Um, but at the same time, like I think the national opinion the national media opinion of DeAndre Swift for one reason or another is a lot higher yeah. than what we, and I, I saw, uh, I saw uh, Ben, Ben Raven complaining about this, that what we here at the ground here in Detroit have witnessed of Swift. There seems to be a complete disconnect, Jeremy, between, between these two perceptions of this player. Yeah. And I think, I think actually both sides are exaggerating a little bit because mm-hmm. DeAndre Swift is a guy who had nearly a thousand yards every season in Detroit. All three seasons, and that's all-purpose yards. That's yeah. He is that's including t- receiving yards. He was the top ten last year in offensive production for running backs. I believe I saw. Yeah, and so metrics. like, um, you know, he can be a weapon, and I think I think there there is a little bit of anxiety amongst Lions fans that he could do really well, and he might he might do really well in Philly. But the fact of the matter was, he didn't have a spot here, and keeping him around as a third string guy, as a guy who comes in in case of injury. I just don't think he would have liked that very much. I don't think you would have gotten a lot out of that. Like maybe, maybe Jameer Gibbs gets injured. Maybe David Montgomery gets injured and, and you'll need a guy. The Lions will have a guy. They'll be okay. Um, but relying on DeAndre Swift to be that guy when he himself couldn't stay healthy for a large portion of, of basically every season, that's kind of a waste. And then, and then, you know, if he has this third season where he doesn't do much, he's a, an injury replacement. He'll hit free agency. You won't get a comp pick because he's won't show that much. Um, but yeah, but, but at the same time, yeah, like this is, this isn't a guy who's going to come to Philly and suddenly be a top five running back in the league. Um, he could be very good. His production numbers because of that offensive line may be very, very good. Um, but again, the injury stuff, uh, I, I also think that the vision stuff is not something that just popped up last year, right? That, that is something he suffered his entire career and that, that, I mean, that's really frustrating from a coaching point. Like we saw how much that, that ticked off a, a, a guy like Deuce Staley it ticks off a guy like me because um, I don't know uh, either way. It's just, he's a, he's a decent player that couldn't find the field much and he's still young. He's, he's starting somewhere new. He'll practice on not slit film uh, a turf. So maybe that helps him a little bit. Uh, and who knows where, where the future goes, but it, I don't think Lions fans should really get frustrated over anything like this when there wasn't a spot for him here and the Lions got decent return for a running back. Go go back and look at running back trades for, for guys that of his caliber, right? They get a the fourth close, rounder on day three. The closest thing I could find before this, just to kind of like see what his value was, was Sony Michelle. And the Patriots got I, I want to it was either a fifth and a sixth or a sixth and a seventh. That's and that was Sony Michelle went in the first round. Right. And Sony yeah. Michelle, Sony Michelle had some injury issues as well, but I, I would say uh, the Lions got equal to that value or better. And so th- this is yeah. just what happens with with running backs, right? This is yeah, why I, this I don't is... say draft them. Like you, you eventually trade them away or cut them for for pennies on the dollar. 
as always, people want to believe one side fleece the other. I think it's a trade that benefits both sides. I agree. I, I just I don't know if he'll make a thousand yards just by how much of a timeshare that Eagles backfield is. We have to see their final their final sure. roster, but he's it's just hard, man. It's it's hard when you have that many mouths to feed. But uh John, uh your thoughts. I want to focus a little bit less on the player, and I think actually the pick, because Jeremy mentioned, I think coming into it, a lot of us thought well, now they've drafted Gibbs, the Lions don't really have a lot of leverage in this trade. Um, it's at the point where, oh, if you're going to trade him for a six-round pick, like, is the value really worth it? And I think being able to get a fourth-rounder, even in 2025, is totally worth it because, I mean, technically, the regime could totally change by then. Who knows? But that's just something you have in your back pocket. And like a fourth-round pick is not unsubstantial. That can still be a starter. At the very least, that can be a good development piece. There's a lot of value with that, especially for someone like Swift, who, as we said, is not in the the future forecast for the Lions. And, you know, it also saves them about a million and a bit in terms of cap space too, short term. So that's another benefit to that. And I think Philly, they get someone who now is going to be in the role he should be, which is kind of a rotational guy who doesn't get too many touches. Um, so that way he can stay healthy and stay electric. So I think it's definitely a win for both teams. Although I do think from a Detroit perspective, I wouldn't be upset about it. You can look back at the pick and be regretful about it. But I think, as I said earlier, disappointment is really just the biggest thing. It's sad to see a guy you like not pan out. This has been a complete overhaul of the Lions running back uh, room here, especially with the departure of Jamal Williams on top of it. But again, we have to impress that they clearly have a vision in mind because Montgomery they picked up in free agency and there was already rumors about Swift then. And Jameer Gibbs was just kind of the nail in the coffin, like not a bad player, but you just don't have a spot here anymore. It's it's really kind of crazy. I feel, I feel like this is also you mentioned that they turned over the, the running back room at this point. They've really turned over everything but the offensive line, right? Like the wide receiver room, way that, different. The that defensive happens, line. That happens when you have a new front office. Yeah. Yeah. Way different. The, the secondary got overturned completely this year. And obviously the linebacking crew got uh, overturned in the past year, including their, their first round pick this year. So I, I feel like maybe this is kind of like the closing of the book almost officially on, on the, the previous regime, right? Like this feels like they've traded away their, their last valuable piece from that regime. Obviously, you still got pieces, like I said, on that offensive line that are that are going to stick around and um, won't. But it just again, like it's it's moving on from from an inefficient draft pick, and hopefully, all the ones that Brad Holmes are, are putting in his place uh, are, are upgrades. They're certainly cheaper uh, for the most part. I guess, I guess Jameer Gibbs and and, and DeAndre Swift are probably costing about the same. Um, but either way, like it's 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 a turning of the page, and and hopefully. Um, this regime hasn't made any of the same errors that the previous one did. All right, we're going to get out of here. This is going to wrap up our draft weekend coverage. Monday, we have POD cast coming with all our thoughts. We're going to let Ryan get his thoughts out as well, because he's been busy with uh, the with some other very important uh, teacher stuff. But uh, we are we have been this is basically our cap off for the draft week. Uh, we'll talk about the day three picks a little bit. On POD cast. If you missed all of our thoughts, we have a day one recap with myself, John Whitaker, and and Kentley Platty, the math bomb. And and then on night two, Jeremy and Eric joined me and we pumped out like 55 minutes of content. That's all there for you on the Pride of Detroit podcast feed. For our for us though, 
we're going to say farewell. Thank you guys so much. You've been with us for this entire weekend. Uh, and thank you for listening. We'll see you star side. Later.